This podcast is brought to you by Parallel, the first and only OBGYN-founded prenatal vitamin with targeted nutrients for each stage of motherhood. Most prenatals treat pregnancy with a one-size-fits-all approach, but your body changes throughout each trimester and so do your nutritional needs. I took Parallel throughout my entire first trimester and just graduated to the second trimester pack. Their second trimester pack has everything you need to support your baby's skeletal growth while easing muscle cramps with additional calcium and magnesium, added omegas, and of course, a full spectrum prenatal vitamin. So wherever you are in your pregnancy journey, check out parallelhealth.com. They are offering a special 20% discount just for this audience. So use code BIGKID20 for 20% off your first month. That's parallelhealth.com and use code BIGKID20 for 20% off. Hi guys, welcome to week 27 of pregnancy. It's a big week, you guys. This is the last week of the second trimester. We've made it. We are about to be in the home freaking stretch of this thing. Week 27, we should all be celebrating this milestone. It's the end of the second trimester, um, which I, I don't know if you guys have felt this way. I feel like the second trimester has been a hell of a lot easier than the first I've always heard from friends that like the first trimester sucks and the third trimester starts to suck towards the end. And then that second one is, you know, the golden age of pregnancy. So hopefully you've been experiencing that. Hopefully the last few weeks have been pretty good. And hopefully we have a couple more weeks of things being pretty good. I have to say, as somebody who has been on this microphone complaining week after week, I actually feel pretty good. I feel like the last like week and a half, maybe even maybe even two weeks, probably been the best weeks of this entire pregnancy. I kind of just feel like I'm like my body has just gotten more used to carrying this kid and I'm not in as much like physical pain or discomfort as I have been. I've also been doing a lot of things which we're going to talk about a little bit in this episode that I think have helped. But it's good to be feeling good. I'm going to ride this wave. I hope you guys are feeling good too. I actually started to like appreciate this time, which is hard for me to say out loud because I've been very vocal about wanting this to end as quickly as possible. But I had the feeling of like, you know, this is kind of a special time. Like I like that the baby is all mine right now. Like I've had that thought creep into my head this week. Like he's all mine, you know, like the rest of his life, like once he's born into this world, like I'll have to share him with my husband and our family and friends and people are going to hold him and then he's going to grow up and he's going to have his own life and his own friends. And this is just like a very unique period of time where it's just me and him and he's all mine. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Um, you'll probably hear me back on here in a couple weeks being like, get this kid out of me. But 
right now I had that I had that positive thought so thought I would share so this week I kind of mentioned if you listened to last week's episode I kind of talked about that feeling of just feeling really underprepared at this stage of pregnancy like kind of feeling like I was lagging behind so I I took a proactive approach and really just I wanted to I wanted to check a lot of shit off my to-do list this week. Like I know when I start to get overwhelmed with tasks, like the only way out is through. There's no amount of prenatal massages or meditating that's going to make me feel better. Like I just have to start getting shit done and then I'll feel like, you know, the weight is, you know, less apparent on my shoulders. So a couple of things that I worked on this week that made me feel better about life was finding a pediatrician. So this was um, something I really wasn't even on my radar until recently. But apparently you want to book a pediatrician, you know, earlier on so that you have your pediatrician when your baby is born. And similar to OBGYNs, pediatricians will only take on like so many new clients every month. Or at least that's what I've been told. So I actually love, love my my doula. I, I told you guys last week that I hired a doula and she's just been like really freaking helpful. And so she gave me she she gave me her favorite pediatrician and she's like, call them, tell them, you know, I sent you like we work a lot with them and like our clients work a lot with them. So I called this one pediatrician's office and and um, asked if they were available. And they were like, yeah, they're like, let's um, set up an appointment so you can come in and check it out. And I was like, I'm I'm going to already go into a, a pediatrician appointment. Like you guys don't just wait till the baby's born. They're like, no, no, like, we'll we'll have you come into the office for a consultation. So I was like, oh, OK, like that's that's nice. And I mentioned it to Brandon. I'm like, oh, we have a consultation next week with a pediatrician. He's like, interesting. I'm like, what do you mean interesting? He's like, I bet he's like, they're probably interviewing us as much as we're interviewing them. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I think he might actually be right. Like some of these smaller practices or family practices that probably only take like a handful of patients, they might be interviewing us just as much as we're interviewing them. Like they might, I don't really know. Like I I just know like I, I, that kind of, that comment kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, fuck, like I'm going to put on a cardigan and like brush my hair and like present myself well, because that would be really embarrassing if I got like ghosted or turned down by a pediatrician. Honestly, it wouldn't be the first time that I've been, I've been turned down by, by doctors. Um, that's a story for another time, but yeah. Um, I just thought that wasn't, that's kind of an interesting thing. I'll let you guys know, maybe I'm way off on this, but when I go into that pediatrician's office, like we'll, we'll see what's up and I'm, I'm definitely going to wear some pearls or something. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to change out of sweatpants. I know that much. Okay. So another thing that I did this week, and this has actually been a, a question that a lot of you have had for me. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I talked about this probably back in the first trimester that I kind of felt like I wasn't really vibing with my doctor and I was thinking of switching uh, OBGYNs, but that I just didn't really know how to do it and I was really too tired to figure it out. And that's been the case this whole time. Like people have followed up with me in my DMs and be like, hey, did you ever switch your doctor? Like I'm kind of thinking about doing the same thing and I'm like, I haven't done it yet. 
honestly, just because I was a little bit daunted by the uh, process of finding a new doctor, doing all the things, like I didn't really know what went into it. And like I said, I felt like shit for like the entire pregnancy and have zero energy. I still basically have zero energy. So I didn't really want to do it. But again, my doula freaking saint that she is kind of coached me through this the final like nail on the coffin for my last doctor or the doctor that I've been seeing this whole time it's just that like I can't get in I can't get through to her when I have like a question or a concern of my pregnancy like there's been multiple times where I've called and been like hey like I don't know if this is normal And I have to call and leave a message and like wait for someone to get back to me. And then, you know, I miss that call. So I have to call back and go through their whole answering machine. And like, usually it'll take like seven days to like get an answer back on a question. And it just, it's just been making me like very uncomfortable. And like that happened, that happened kind of recently. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel great about this. I was talking to my doula about it and she's like, who's your OBGYN? I told her, she's like, yeah, I can I can see why you have some concerns. <laughs> I mean, she apparently I guess Nashville is like a small a small town if you will, not really, but she knows a lot of the OBGYNs. She's worked in this industry for like 15 years and she's like I understand why you would have those concerns and honestly like I would I would maybe consider looking at a new doctor. So she gave me um, a handful of recommendations. She had this one really strong recommendation and it was somebody who I had actually heard about from like two other people. And so I was like, maybe this is a sign. I called that office. I actually ended up calling like two offices, two different doctors. And to my surprise, I didn't realize this. Uh, I didn't really realize this was a thing. But um, they book up like they both doctors were they're like, you know, we're kind of at capacity for April deliveries, but we'll talk to the doctor. And um, this one doctor, I like <laughs> I like kind of pled my case and she was really nice. I was talking to like the office coordinator and she's like, I'm going to talk to her personally for you. And and anyway, a couple of days went by and she called me back. She's like, we're going to squeeze you in. So that was the process. It was a little bit like I didn't if if you're out there listening and you've also been considering switching doctors, I'm telling you this just because it might be something you want to consider sooner than later because I thought I had more time. I think when I originally researched it, it said you had up until like 36, like 36 weeks or something like that to switch over. And you might, but like I said, your doctor, the doctor that you want might be booked up. So just something to think about. Um and yeah, I'm switching. I'm switching doctors without meeting the second doctor, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I have my first appointment with her um, coming up, so I'll keep you posted. Uh, another thing I did that I've been putting off for a long time was started my registry. We talked a little bit about this last week. It's just something. It can be a really daunting process. Like I am so overwhelmed by the amount of shit that I need to get and don't really know like what I actually need versus what, you know, I don't really need. So one of the steps I took this week is I just reached out to some of my friends who just had babies in the last year and was like, Hey, can you send me your registry link? Like, I'm just going to copy you basically. And they're like, yes. And then one of my girlfriends was like, 
yes, but once you, you know, put your list together, send it to me and I will like help you weed out like what you don't actually need. So that could be a good first step for anybody who's like really super intimidated is just like reaching out to your friends or anybody you know who's had a baby and like, you know, basically plagiarizing their uh, registry because that's that's what I'm about. I'm all about I'm all about a shortcut, you know. All right. So that was a little about my week 27. Let's talk about some symptoms that most of us may be feeling at this stage of pregnancy. So like I mentioned earlier, like I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of this pregnancy thing. You know, I've I've kind of gotten used to some of the annoying symptoms, you know, at this point, cramps, achy muscles, indigestion, peeing a lot at night, like all of those things. But I've done a couple things that I think have helped make them a lot more manageable. One of the big things, like one of the things that was just killing me this last, this entire second trimester was the back aches, like almost debilitating, like just so uncomfortable every day. Like couldn't sit comfortably, couldn't stand comfortably, like walking around was a pain. Um, so a couple of things that I've been doing to help with that is working out, which I know sounds so counterintuitive because the last thing I want to do when I'm in pain um, is work out. But I've been like pushing myself to go to like do do like three workouts a week. And I swear to God, it's been helping so much. I think it's also helping mentally and just help clear my head a little bit because I've also been having those issues and and finding workouts that you actually enjoy and that like aren't too intensive. For me, I've been talking about it on this podcast forever, but I've been doing a lot of bar I just did a Pilates class for the first time and actually loved it because it was really, it was actually like pretty challenging, but my instructor was really cool and she came up to me afterwards and she's like, I did Pilates like all the way through my third trimester. So like, don't be scared, you know, like just modify your workouts. So love that big advocate for trying to get some workouts in, even if you don't feel like it. And I swear, like after I've done it for a couple weeks of like going consistently, like it's been easier to go, even though usually, you know, when you work out, like every class gets a little bit easier because you get stronger. I swear to God, every week gets a little bit harder because like, I'm, you're just carrying more weight. Your belly's bigger, but I I've still, I've still been, um, a big advocate for that. In addition to those workouts, I've also been doing some things to strengthen my hips, which might sound weird, but um, I, I started physical therapy a couple weeks ago. I, I think I talked about it on this podcast just because I've been in so much physical pain. And that was one of the things that my physical therapist said. She's like, you're, you're, you're probably in more pain because your, your hips are weak. Uh, and if you're built, like I'm built pretty narrow, like I don't really have much hips going on and that could be part of the problem. But um, if you're experiencing like, you know, some some pains, maybe try doing some hip exercises. That's what I've been doing. We've been doing a lot of clamshells, but strengthening the hips, um, I thought was kind of an interesting uh, thing that I would not have thought to do. So if you're not in physical therapy and you want to try some some hip exercises, I mean, hit up YouTube. I, that's my answer for everything is like, look up some, you know, they might have like five to 10 minute classes or where they're focused on like hip exercises. So maybe try that. I swear after like two or three weeks of doing these like e- hip exercises consistently, like I feel like I'm just carrying 
my belly easier. So aside from backaches, another uh, big symptom I read about this week that I was like, I feel seen is snissing, aka peeing when you sneeze. So I talked about this weeks ago, like that I experienced this, but it's been happening more and more frequently. And for anybody else who might be experiencing this, it's because your baby is putting a ton of pressure on your bladder. And the only things to do that can really help combat this are taking frequent pee breaks to empty your bladder and wearing panty liners, which, you know, maybe not the sexiest topic, but, you know, I just bought a large box and have been wearing them daily because, you know, I, the snissing, the snissing is real. So those are a couple symptoms. Let's talk about what's happening with baby at week 27. So baby is as big as a head of lettuce this week. I don't know where they come up with these vegetable comparisons. I feel like they like this better be a big ass head of lettuce at this point. I I'm having trouble visualizing it, but we'll go with it. Uh, they are about 14 and a half inches long and weigh just about two pounds So baby's putting on some weight and they're not just getting bigger. They're also getting smarter. There's a lot of brain development happening at this point. Their auditory development is progressing as the network of nerves in their ears mature. So they are, you know, able to hear what's going on outside of the womb. You may want to try playing some classical music for them is one of the big things they talk about uh, that I I think has been largely debunked at this point, but I'm still going to maybe try it for our baby. And then actually, this is kind of fun. Your partner might be able to hear baby's heartbeat by pressing an ear to your stomach at this stage, which is kind of cool. Also, your baby is able to taste some of the food that you're eating, which is crazy to think about because I've been eating some weird ass shit but hopefully um, that'll give him a refined palate one of these days but what's interesting I read this this week and I just thought this was weird um, was that you're actually having different meal times like by the time you eat there the baby's actually not gonna be able to taste that food until about two hours later so that's something to think about if you eat something super spicy and then like two hours later you're feeling some kicks that could be why Okay, let's talk about some tips and to-dos for the week. So this is actually kind of a weird one that I learned the hard way this week. But you want to maybe beware of barstool seating at this stage of pregnancy. So I was getting my nails done. I go to this nail bar and like you sit at an actual bar and a barstool and I'm just getting my getting my mani done. And have you ever gotten a manicure where the person is just taking so long? You know, like it should take about 30 to 45 minutes. I'm like at the hour mark and this chick is like still painting my nail and like messing up and like taking the, the polish off and starting over. I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. But I'm sitting in this bar stool you know, see, and I just start getting really hot and I'm getting uncomfortable and freaking gel manicures still going on. And at a certain point, like I, I noticed that there was, um, the pedicure seats behind me and I just got up mid manicure and walked and plopped down in the pedicure seat. 
And next thing I knew, there was like three people around me, like checking on me. So I kind of like didn't fully pass out, but maybe like a little half C pass out, which was really weird. Um, and I actually, I, I had physical therapy later that day. And when I went in and told the person this, and I was like, I still don't feel great after that happened. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, you probably, if you're sitting at like a bar stool seat like that, your feet, your blood is actually pooling at your, down your legs and into your feet, which could make you really, really lightheaded. So that was interesting. Didn't really think about that. And now like since then we've, we've been at restaurants and the hostess like tries to sit us at a bar top table. I kind of say like, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, can you please sit us in a booth or other seats? So wanted to pass that along because learned it the hard way. And, um, and another tip also is like to wear compression socks. Like if you know you're going to be in a situation where you may have to sit at a bar, um, or even an airplane or something like that where you're sitting for a long period of time and your your blood can start pooling at your feet and making you lightheaded. Compression socks will help. Another tip. So we talked about getting in workouts and especially now, I mean, we're ending the second trimester. We're going into the third trimester. Our energy is going to probably start decreasing a little bit as we get farther along in the third trimester. So I'm like all about, you know, trying to get these workouts in now while you can. And um, I actually recently started doing more at-home workouts with uh, this company called Bond, which it's spelled B-A-N-D-E if anybody's interested. But like if you like boutique fitness classes, which like I'm all about, they have like these really good instructors from these boutique fitness classes and they do these two-way live streams so the instructors can actually see you while you're taking the class and help you make corrections and they're really good classes like they have a lot of classes that are pregnancy safe which I like like bar sculpt pilates and what's nice about being in your own house and not in a class like surrounded by 20 or 30 other people is that I feel like I can kind of go at my own pace, which I really like. So um, I've been loving Bond. I've been doing these a couple days a week and you can they have like full classes and you can even do like shorter versions. So like if I'm not feeling up to a full 30 or 45 minute class or an hour class, I'll do like a 20 minute or, or let's be real, like a 10 minute or, <laughs> but it's just a great way to like get some movement in. And, um, I actually have, I have a free trial, a free seven day trial. If anybody wants it, I love when I can pass these things on to you guys. Um, but it's a link and not a discount code. So I'm actually going to put it in show notes for this week. So if you click on show notes, you'll be able to click on that code and get the seven day free trial. And if you follow Big Kid Problems on Instagram, I'll also put it up on stories for Maternity Monday. And that's going to be my last tip of the week. If you guys aren't following Big Kid Problems or checking out Maternity Mondays, that's like on Mondays, I basically like all my stories are all pregnancy related and I share discount codes that I get passed along and all kinds of stuff. So that's my tip. Check that out. I also have, I keep them all in a highlight on my profile. So if you go to Big Kid Problems on Instagram, you look at my little highlight reel, you're going to see pregnancy on there. And I'm keeping like all of that, those good things where I have like those discount codes or whatever it is um, on that highlight reel. So you guys can always find that stuff there. I think that's a pretty damn good tip if you ask me. All right, guys, that is all I have 
for week 27. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to hit those five stars on iTunes. It means a lot. Please leave a review if you can, even if it's a sentence or two. It's really, really helpful. Um, Share it with a friend. Share it with anybody else you know who's pregnant, who's going through this journey. You can also connect with me, like I said, on Instagram at Big Kid Problems or on my personal Instagram, Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. In the meantime, I will see you back here next week for week 28 updates. We're all going to be in the third trimester next week. It's going to be here before we know it. And uh, I'm excited. We're almost we're almost there, guys, if you think about it. I mean, two-thirds of the way there. It's, it's pretty wild. So until then, have a great week. And thank you for bumping along with me. 